You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another episode of the Atomic Podcast, broadcasting live from, well, this is not the Upper East Side. Um, This is Times Square location, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. Yes, this is Eve the Cannon Sanon. I am flying solo today. My co-host, my heterosexual life mate, Ephraim Guzman, is on a mission. Doing God knows what, I don't know. Um, But today is my episode. Yes, me by myself. I am going to speak about some things that I wanted to talk about. I actually kind of waited to today to do it, which is the first, is May 1st, because The Avengers, Age of Ultron, does come out today, and I did see the movie, I saw the movie twice already, so I wanted to give my opinion, a little certain things that I wanted to speak about regarding this movie, Ephraim is the one who pressured me to do this, so I'm going to let you guys know, and fill you in on how I feel. Now, um, I'm going to be honest with you, this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode, it's not going to be too long, but it's going to be a couple of spoilers that you will... If you didn't see if you didn't see the movie yet, you might want to um, lay off. But if you want to be surprised and shocked, um, by all means, you can listen and then you can give your um, thoughts. Um, you can contact me, the Atomic Podcast Twenty Two at Gmail dot com. Also, you can even leave comments on the SoundCloud. Um, anything you want to speak about, you can just leave your um, feedback, and I will get back to you. Okay, first off, I'm gonna start. Uh, Let's see, I got a couple of things. I got a lot of notes here. I wrote a lot of stuff, you know, pertaining with the movie. I was just checking it out. I was double-checking, you know, writing things down, jotting things down. Um, Let me start with the pros. First off the back with the pros. Okay. First off, the movie is a great movie. I can give it, let's say, an 8. 8.5. Okay, I'll give it an 8.5 out of a 10. The movie is action-packed. Nothing but action throughout the whole movie. It does not lag. There's no um, periods and times when you're like, just, oh my God, what's going on? Can this thing speed up? Each part of the movie plays its role in pertaining to the next um, successive part of the movie. Meaning that nothing doesn't have, it doesn't have any fillers or anything else that, you know, makes the movie kind of drag. The movie doesn't drag at all, to be honest with you. It's just, I'd sit there, I saw it, and I didn't realize that two hours passed. That's off the back. Great. Part, well, one other thing I can say, teamwork. The characters have great chemistry together on screen. All of them, from Chris Evans to um, Thor to Iron Man, all of them. I know I said Chris Evans instead of Captain America. apologize. But they all have great chemistry. Everybody together, they seem like they are really, literally friends, not just actors. Even with Black Widow being the only female character in the role, besides Scarlet Witch, you know, obviously you see, but, you know, she's new. So everybody has their own individual. Um, they all are individuals and they all come together. It's just a cohesive unit. Everybody's just, seems like they're friends. Seems like they go out and have, you know, drinks and do all that fly shit afterwards. It's just like, it doesn't make it awkward when they're talking even with um samuel L. jackson it doesn't seem awkward it, all of it is just it's just cohesive everything works together um another thing is fighting sequences with the team i do think that is one of the strong points of this movie because they all fight together one thing i think that the x-men franchises needed to um needed to um come into play because they didn't seem like they were a unit when they were fighting the x-men franchises even the last one the last one was more you know days of future past if you're not familiar with it 
Day of the Future Past was a great movie, but fighting and action, it kind of lacked in that area as comparing to Avengers. Avengers, it was just like, you know, team action. Everybody helps each other. Teamwork. Even when Thor was, um, you know, he uses his hammer and, you know, Captain America used their, they they combined their powers together to fight um, the robots with Ultron. It was just a great succession of two characters fight helping each other. The X-Men franchises don't do that. They just kind of like, it's like Wolverine is fighting by himself and he sees Storm fighting by himself. Only I've seen is that cannonball part. Well, you know, Let's say okay, the three X Men franchises before the new two that come that they just came out with, the three before they weren't really together fighting ish. The first two, I could say these are future past. The only time they were fighting together is in the future when they were fighting those um, future Sentinels and everybody was helping each other, and that was about it. That was about it. That's about the whole time everybody was fighting with each other. Other than that, it's never together. It's never together. And that's what I liked about Age of Ultron. Everyone fought as a unit. And everybody... It's just like, you know... I guess, you know, everybody has to fight together. If you're fighting a group of um, robots, Ultron robots. Or, you know, a group of aliens. You know, the Shitaru and the first Avengers. But that's one great thing I do like about that. It's the teamwork together. Um, Hulkbuster. Absolutely great. That fight between the Hulk... And the Hulkbuster Iron Man um, suit, absolutely great. I haven't seen a fight like that in a comic book movie, I want to say ever. Yeah, I'll say it. i say it. it. It was ever. They were just, I mean, demolishing Africa, but still, like, it was just ever. That fight was just tremendous. Who can say that they've seen something like that? I mean, pro- honestly, who would have thought you would see a Hulkbuster suit in an Avenger movie. I know everybody was saying that the Hulk was gray, but, you know, he wasn't gray, to be honest with you. He was green. You know, Scarlet Witch did, you know, take over his mind, but, you know, he was doing a lot of damage. And um, that Hulk, what is it called? Veronica, I believe it was called Veronica. I think he, it came out of nowhere and he just, you know, attached it. It was a really good fight. The f- sequence from going up, you know, him flying into the air, him destroying that building in which they had gone all the way down into the ground with the building. Remarkable stuff. I mean, it's just, this movie was great. I mean, I can say that. It was a good movie. Not to say that, take away from anything else of the other um, Marvel movies, but they do it bigger and better each movie. I can, yeah, Captain America, great. Uh, I know Civil War is going to be even better than Avengers, you know, being that I heard Spider-Man's going to be in it, you know, with the Sony deal that went through. But this movie was uh, to cap off well not to cap off well to end phase 2 phase 2 was brilliant so I'm digressing from the topic but I'm just like I was saying the Hulkbuster uniform incredible incredible the way Tony had had I mean it was in space I mean I don't know how it got in space that's some things some things are just like you know kind of like what the hell like you know but it was just a great uniform I mean if I storyline Storyline made complete sense. Complete sense. Ultron was trying to, I guess... I'm going to get into the Ultron thing first, but let me start with the storyline. Storylines, it's very important when you're watching these comic book movies because, you know, certain people, they want to stick to the script. As in, per se, as in sticking to comic book um 
Bible. Like, you know, if you have an Ultron movie, a movie about Ultron, Ultron needs to stay within the realm of how the comic book was done. Yes, Ultron, yeah, need to be created by, um, Vision need to be created by, um, what's his name? Vision need to be created by Ultron. And, you know, Tony Stark here, not create Vision. That doesn't make any sense. Hank Pym, which is Ant-Man, needed to create Ultron. It just, the way they have to do it is that you make, like, my good friend Ephraim says, he tells me contemporary. And I didn't understand what he meant by contemporary, but he made me understand it. Like, you need to do it for the times. And it's like, you can base it on comic books, but you have to basically take the characters from comic books and, you know, mix it together, make your own story. And that's what they did. They didn't necessarily need to make Hank Pym create Ultron. They did it in a way that made sense. Tony Stark's created Ultron and um, just says, you know, he's just trying to save the world so the world won't need the Avengers so he tre- he creates another artificial intel- intelligence excuse me <clears throat> excuse me artificial intelligence it works it works storyline was brilliant now I'm gonna take a far left here when I'm saying this um, Ephraim I don't know if he's gonna feel the same way I do but it's a couple of things that kind of bothered me when I was watching this movie I'm gonna go uh, piece by piece and break this down a couple of things I was just thinking about like what the hell does it make any type of sense that's why I gave the movie an 8.5 I mean I could give it a complete 10 but 8.5 is a little bit more realistic because nothing is perfect absolutely nothing so first off I'm going to start with the new team the new team I feel is not good enough okay not good enough if you saw the movie and you see the end of the movie, all the heavy hitters, which is Thor, which is Iron Man, which is the Hulk, um, even Hawkeye. Hawkeye played a tremendous role in this movie, kind of center of this movie. He was the meat, the meat of the movie itself. But Thor went back to Asgard. The Hulk, he got, when he threw Ultron out of the airplane that Ultron was trying to escape in, he stayed, no one knows where he was. They, well, is. I don't know if he went to space and he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 or Planet Hulk. or Nobody knows where he went. So, Thor's gone. Hulk is gone. Tony Stark jumped in his Ferrari and decided that he wants to, I don't know, get a farm with Pepper or something, you know. Kind of like how Hawkeye is. Hawkeye's on a farm with his wife and kid and, you know, kids and and all that stuff, he's just staying out there. But the heavy hitters are gone. Captain America is the only heavy hitter there. So it's like the new team consists of Captain America, Black Widow, Vision, War Machine, Falcon, and that's it. War Machine, Falcon, Hawkeye, I'm, that's about it. Who are they going to take on? Because if Thanos is supposed to be coming around the way, which is, you know, the super baddie that you did see at the, the cut, the, um, the mid-post-credit scene or mid-credit screen that said he's going to take care of it himself, how the hell are these people going to take care of Thanos? I mean, I know there's going to be new characters that are going to be in new movies that are going to be coming before the Infinity War, which is in 2019 or 2018, I believe. Either or. You mean to tell me that these guys are going to take the mantle of those characters that I just listed that left? Absolutely not. I don't even want to even think about what's going to happen. Come on, man. Anthony Mackie is Falcon. Yes, I grant it. But what, how can he fight 
against an Ultron. I'll wait. Exactly. No, he cannot. War Machine, yes, he does have the tech of Tony Stark's and he does have the Iron Man suit, per se. But come on, think about it. It's just that new suit, I mean, the new team, excuse me, I said new suit, but the new team, it's just not doing vision. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, yes, he is can become a heavy hitter. But it's just that I don't see the team taking on any huge threat coming their way if those guys is within the Hulk or Thor isn't there. I mean, they've done it. I mean, Scarlet Witch is pretty powerful, but I mean, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But, you know, hey, that's me. I just, you know, that's personally, I think that's the new team I don't think is a great team. It kind of sucks, to be honest with you. That's one. Two, Ultron. Now, I liked the concept of having Ultron in a movie because it's just kind of different. Having an artificial intelligence with, um, you know, James, Jack Spader. I mean, I forgot the guy's name off the top of my head. I'm just, you know, going to speaking. Brilliant. I mean, he's very brilliant in that show that's on NBC. And, you know, his just demeanor gives off of, you know, a vibe. But my only thing is this. When I saw the trailer, he was a little bit more menacing and scary. I didn't think it was going to be the way he w- He was pretty much himself in a robotic form. He didn't give off that menacing, scary vibe that I thought he would. Like, I thought he would, you know, kind of not be so talkative. And, you know, when he spoke, it spoke like volumes. Like, you know, you would hear, th- like, you would hear thunder in his voice. Like, he would shake shake your your soul when he hear him speak I, I didn't get that from him I got you know he kind of was like too talkative very sarcastic he just was I had too much interaction with the characters as in you know Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch he was just it was he's kind of like you know honestly he reminded me of like Chandler from Friends like he was just very sarcastic and it was kind of witty and it, like his plans didn't the way his plans were coming to play it was like it, it didn't make me fear him it made me want to get rid of him like if I was Avenger I just wanted to get rid of him and get it out of here I wasn't scared of him I mean I would be scared of the physical form as you know an android doing this but I wasn't scared enough to when he spoke to me like okay for instance when the Mandarin on Iron Man 3 the Mandarin um, Sir Ben Kingsley when he was when we didn't know that he was Trevor he had that menacing vibe you know he had that vibe as in you know like oh crap he's going to do something crude criminally insane before you know we saw the Trevor character he gave off that vibe he just shot the um the guy that was when he was um had him in his custody he was just doing certain things and you know he wasn't showing his face I mean obviously Ultron is a, 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 a android and he has to you know make an appearance but it just didn't give me a vibe and also another thing is that I, I with Ultron I, I didn't quite get which kind of threw me off is that Tony Stark did create the Ultron artificial intelligence, and he, um, what happened, was the body already created in Baron Von Strucker's, um, laboratory, so the body went, lucky, the the artificial intelligence went straight over there, like, that's what I was saying, like, he, he, they were in the Avengers, um, that party, the after party, if you want to call it, when they were all trying to lift the hammer, and that fight began, but then, it's like, the intelligence went straight to, I guess, I don't know, where the snow was at, 
went straight to him, and I'm like, is that the... How did you know that was Ultron? The Bo- Ultron was already done? It just... That kind of threw me off. I didn't understand that. It was just very weird that... It, it just, like, his body was there, and they just created it. Another thing is that... He... I noticed that with most these supervillains, and... I, I, I just don't get the plot. I mean, this whole God complex, that's that, like, Ultron's plan was just, you know, to destroy the Avengers and, you know, I guess, rebuild um, to have a society which, you know, would not, per se, listen to um, his order, but he wants a civil society without, I guess, the Avengers and what they stand for. So it's like, all these villains seem like they want the same thing, and this is very God-complex. Like, I just, I don't understand why they need to feel like they need to destroy everything to rebuild. Quote-unquote, Zod. Zod was another one in the Man of Steel movie. He wanted to destroy Earth and rebuild Krypton on it. Excuse me, I'm I'm just, I just burped. Yeah, but he just, it didn't make any sense to me. Wouldn't which, why would he, why do they have this whole thing? Per se, Galvatron, I mean, I, I got that. Galvatron tried to do the same thing in the Transformers. Megatron, also, they always trying to rebuild. Do you consider that villainy? I mean, I guess they want to do it to at all means necessary. Doesn't mean, you know I mean, inconsiderably wrong, as in Zod's case. Zod wants to create Krypton all over again, but he wants to kill all human beings. I mean, if you want to recreate your own world that was lost, you consider yourself a villain. I mean, I guess the way they go about it, but like I was saying, I digress, but all these supervillains have the same thing that they all want to do, and it's crazy to me. I'm just like, get a new plan. I don't know. Get a new plan. Do something else. I guess, you know, world domination is just the whole main the main thing of everybody that is wanting to <laughs> take over the world. All these supervillains, they all they want to do is world domination. I just say... Hey, I guess it just I just think these superheroes need a and excuse me, yeah, these supervillains need a different plan. I mean different plan. And, and side note, when Iron Man was actually in the Baron Von Strucker's cave and he saw that big Shataru um, I don't know if it's that flying caterpillar if you want to call it, how the hell was he not scared when Scarlet Witch, you know, mind trapped him? He wasn't scared, he just turned around and looked like, come on, you mean to tell me that you were having all these panic attacks in part three of Iron Man, and you see that over your head, you're not going to get scared, and you don't even have your Iron Man suit on? That didn't make any sense. I just didn't make any sense. It just, it was like, how was he not scared? Like, he was just like, okay, wow, he just saw everybody on the floor dead, and he wasn't scared, he got his Iron Man suit and got ready to fight. I thought that would be the whole thing that he, you know, being in an alternate reality, he doesn't know what's going on. It just, that kind of threw me off, too. It was like, what the hell? Like, I don't understand it. Um... What else I can say? Uh, Quicksilver? Scarlet Witch. Okay. I, at first I didn't think they spoke enough, but I saw the film again, you know, and they really do have, you know, intricate parts of the movie. They do, they really are kind of needed in the movie. Yeah, they're kind of needed in the movie. I guess, you know, to show another softer side of a reformed villains, as you can say, you know, people always get reformed. Harry Osborn got reformed in Spider-Man 3 and, you know, reformed. But, um... What I don't understand is that uh, they were kind of disposable. Yeah, I, I mean, granted, Quicksilver did get killed. He got killed, yes. I, I mean, I'm ruining it for everybody, but Quicksilver did get killed. 
And I mean, it's just like, okay, he got killed. That's fine. And it's fine. It just, I don't know. Those two being involved in the movie, eh, it didn't grab me. It didn't grab me to see it. I was like, okay, you know what? From my childhood, you know, I know Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, you know. But it didn't grab me to be like, oh crap, there are intricate parts and, you know, they're there. And okay, yeah. But, you know, he got killed and it was just like, okay, that's fine. I mean, Scarlet Witch got killed. That's fine also. I mean, but, you know, hey. And to compare and contrast, the Quicksilver from Avengers and the Quicksilver from X-Men Days of Future Past. Everybody, I know they're going to make that comparison. Two different type of movies, two different types of feels. Um, as in feel, as an emotional feel. The Quicksilver in this one, he wasn't going to be the type of Quicksilver that was um, playful as... Playful as Days of Future Past, Days of um, Quicksilver and Avengers. He was more serious. He had a more, much more demeanor. He had a certain goal and plan. You know, he was all about his sister and him. You know, trying to, I guess, take down the Avengers. And he realized it was just a, it was a different feel. This Quicksilver that was in Days of Future Past, much more playful, much more joking. Everybody enjoyed it. That sequence in the speed when they were um trying to get away, trying to um get Magneto, in which you know they. He froze everything when they stopped the um, officer stopped him, and everything was like in slow mo. He was going that fast. That was one of the best parts I've ever seen in movie history. But it, it was a little bit better. So it's two different. You can't really make the comparison, um, even though those two characters are just weird. One was kick ass, the other one was ass kick. Two different people. Now one Quicksilver, the other quick, just very weird. But can't compare the two. I can say that it's not going to work. You just have to. It's different type of movies, different type of feels. It just doesn't go together. Um, let's see what else I can say. Uh, what's up with Vision picking up Thor's hammer? That kind of threw me off too. But I guess, you know, because maybe Vision was just, you know, he was like part, he's part Jarvis, part Ultron. So it's just those two different type of people. Well, excuse me, not people, artificial intelligence that, you know, he has straight good. It's just, he's for the good of humane. So he can pick up Thor's hammer because he is worthy. Yeah. That was kind of cheesy. I was like, eh. everybody was kind of like, wow. Eh. Kind of those kind of like cheesy. Okay, yeah, he could pick up Thor's hammer because you know he's straight good. Eh, I don't. Th- I think they could have done without that. I think they could have done without that. Vision as an integral part. Yes, surprising. I didn't think they would ever put Vision in a movie. Very dope. I thought it was pretty cool that they had him the way he was created. It was pretty cool. Um, what can I say else about Vision? I don't know. I he was the. He really made the movie towards the ending very, 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 um, not say believable, but you know, now is a new addition to the team. Now, kind of complete if all the heavy hitters come back, kind of completes the team. Um, as in being an android, they showed his powers like you know, they usually in the comic books, you know, the phasing, you know, the the gem. That's another thing, he has a gem, which I don't understand how they got that. That's another thing that kind of threw me off because Thor had a vision of all the gems. How did all the gems become gems? Everything just started breaking up. Maybe I wasn't paying attention like I should have, but all the gems broke up and now they're all gems flying around, which in which Thanos, I guess, acquire will acquire all the gems for the Infinity Wars. In, in a couple of years from now, how would Vision's gem be taken off of him? Will he not be able to be function? I guess that's some crap I don't understand. Another thing is, side note, what's up with the whole African-American sidekicks? I don't understand that either. I'm an African-American man, but Cap has Falcon. 
Tony has Rhodey, Thor has Heindel, like, what the hell? Like, I know it's not only me that didn't peep that out, but I mean, okay, just, that was a side note also, but it's just kind of weird. Um, what else Gus is going to say? Ultron. Ultron in his suit. Um, uh, if that is the strongest metal on Earth, vibranium, yes, how is it that they are not able to, well, they were able to disable it, I guess with the help of the Vision, you know, Vision's gem is not from Earth, so, because, like, how did Tony go toe-to-toe with somebody that's, you mean, the metal's unbreakable, it's vibranium, so, like, how does he go toe-to-toe with somebody like that, he fought him and he destroyed him, but it's like, what the hell, I can only say Cap, because Cap has the shield, shield's made out of vibranium, so it was like, how to go back and forth, but what the... They, I don't think in reality that they could have went toe-to-toe with Ultron fighting-wise. I mean, I guess they had to do tack to win, but fighting-wise, because he's unstoppable. This whole body's made out of vibranium. Like you said, he was kind of on steroids. How can they actually win? That just kind of threw me off, too. I was just like, how is that working? Is uh, Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, man, that's a, that, that, I went on for a little bit. I mean, let me think of something else that I was thinking about because it's just like the movie wasn't bad. It's just that some things just didn't really make sense to the point that it's like, okay, fine. Um, why is there a helicarrier? I thought all the helicarriers. Well, I guess that's the whole thing. Nick Fury, you know, he has always a trick up his sleeve. Maria Hill's always working for him. But how the hell did he have a helicarrier on the first place? It just was like, what the hell? So, S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Now, S.H.I.E.L.D. has new employees. I mean, I they can't just... Because they can't fill a void. Samuel L. Jackson cannot just not be in those movies because he's an integral part. And they can't put him in limbo. I mean, he just can't be some old black guy with a, with a, with a eye patch walking around in the States not doing anything. But just kind of threw me off, too. I was just like, how did the helicarrier come back? That's fine, I guess, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers facility is just... I don't know if they're together. Fine. Um, I want to know how they're going to incorporate these... Everything else, because now they have the Avengers. Phase 2 is done. Now Phase 3 is about to start. You know, with the Ant-Mans and the Doctor Strange... And the Civil War and the Black Panther. Is everything going to come together to play? Uh, I just want to know exactly how is that going to work. Because, I mean, especially with Ant-Man... Like, how is that going to work? Like, because Ant-Man is kind of in a little realistic real realm. I mean, nothing is in realistic realm, but Ant-Man is kind of in a realistic realm. Like, how is Ant-Man... Well, I can't say that. Because I thought Iron Man 1 was kind of realistic in a realistic reality world. So how are they going to make it and Ant-Man's going to start coming together with the Avengers and he's going to help them? I mean, I'm, I'm not the one who's creating these things. I'm just trying to, um, you know, trying to gain some, you know, dialogue to understand what might happen, how they might twist it in together. Um, Hulk? I thought Hulk could control his powers. I didn't know that he couldn't control it. So, because the end of The Incredible Hulk, the movie, he, I don't know, maybe maybe it was me, I, I was perceived that when he opened his eyes at the end of the Hulk film with Edward Norton, he can control it. Avengers, when he came back on a motorcycle at the end of the fight with the Shitaru, he said that he's always angry, so he transformed and morphed into the Hulk. Why is it that now he's with them and he just can't control himself? 
I mean, just a simple touch from a female made him just turn back. I, I thought he could control it. Like, he was just scared that he might go on another rampage. Granted, he was under mind control, but if he could control his powers when he's not under mind control, why was he so scared not to even, you know, give himself to Black Widow? Just, come on, if you are under control, I mean, you can change at will, so it's not a big deal. It's nothing I just kind of threw in. That whole Black Widow and Hulk, it was good, and eh, eh. I mean, now he's what he just decided that he didn't want to be with her because he didn't want her to involve her. That's what I'm saying. If he could control his power, how the hell is that going to work? She didn't need to throw him off a ledge when he went to rescue her because he could have changed at will like he did all these other times. That's me. That's what I think, and I'm just like venting because this, that's certain things I don't understand. But it was good. All in all, this movie gets an 8.5 from me. Just some things that you can think about when you're watching it, per se. If you watch it again, you can watch it twice, three times, you know. You can see it, and you can say for yourself, okay, you know what? This didn't make any sense. Like, okay, that didn't make any sense. I mean, okay, fine, but just me, I'm just venting, you know. Just wanted to get my point across and let everybody know how I felt. Um, We'll be back. Interviews, podcasts, back and forth arguments, you know, I'm here. Ephraim Guzman is on a mission. Um, just yeah, their Twitter is the uh, DA Atomic Podcast. The email is the Atomic Podcast twenty two at gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash the Atomic Podcast. Uh, we have great interviews. You can check us out. Um, we have more coming. You can follow us, listen to us, comment, do what you want. We're here to serve you. My name is Eve the Cannon Sandin. And I'm out.